Kidney Clowder, episode 17 now, are we all? I've lost track, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's starting up again after a short uh, little break. Keeping it going in the off-season, we'll crack straight into it. Jake, welcome to the podcast and welcome to Kidney Clowder. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, it's a pleasure. First off, I think we'll start with the recent delistings, Jordan Murdoch and Daniel Menzel. Thoughts there? Yeah, well... I was just saying it all before, it's sort of one of those decisions that has turned heads, but hopefully it's one that uh, really benefits us in the future. Yeah. Instances, I think, of, uh, you know, one of these tough calls, the two tough calls, ultimately, that perhaps need to be made, and it hurts now. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a little bit of vitriol online and that sort of stuff about these sorts of things because I mean you know you're playing with with people's emotions a little what a little bit but um I think the club will ultimately make the right call and the club will benefit long term from something like this yeah and Sydney will definitely assuming Menzel goes to Sydney they'll have a good player on their hands there Jordan Murdoch obviously is now gone to Gold Coast bit of pace on their side but currently look at the outside players that we have out and out wingers Jordan Cunico, last year we had Jordan Murdoch to match that. At the moment, there's no true outside wingers that we have. So I don't know where we go down the draft of that path or where we just continue playing the likes of uh, Guthrie mm. on the wing or Cal- mm. Cole Jasney on the wing. Or Duncan or... Yeah, exactly, yeah. But... We've got all these like small forwards though as well, which mm. could push up. So I feel like Narka would be really good on the wing just because of that that pace. Mm. And, uh, There's a fair bit, bit of silk there, isn't there? Yeah, like yeah. we've got Jones, Narkel, mm. Cockatoo. JJ we love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> JJ. I mean, any of them really could go on the wing, but I feel like Narkel especially and even Constable could come in um, next year as well. True. Could, could probably start on the wing and yeah. then eventually work his way into the midfield. But there's definitely options there to go in. Uh, it's just I would, about picking the right one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you've got to try a, a number of different avenues before you can select, and hopefully they do that early in the year. Mm. Um, and that's what the preseason's for, you know, JLT, all that stuff. Mm. Um, now, I would have thought that Tim Kelly could also potentially play on the play outside. outside. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's just got that silky touch that's that's perfect, and he's definitely an elite kick. Mm. If he gets it, you know, on the wing and would be able to deliver it inside fifty really well, that's that's perfect for us. Yeah, mm. it's another another player that that can do it do it for sure. I guess it's easier in KP or like SCG on the smaller dimension grounds, but when it is MCG and it is wide open, and you're playing the likes of Richmond or Melbourne or teams that do have just out and out pace, then you, you can struggle potentially playing College Asney on the wing. Mm-hmm. When I think we have that's... Hendo and Taylor both playing key back positions. Yeah, I think that's uh, that may well be one of the reasons we went after Gary Rowan um, and mm. recruited him. Now, it's essentially a like-for-like for, like for someone like Murdoch, a, a Murdoch mm. or, a, or a Menzel. But um, if he can just get his uh, get the body right, I think he was a top 10 draft pick when he was drafted. So um, I, can't, I can't remember, to be honest. You know, yeah. there's, there's some uh, elite talent there. Mm. He, he'd be perfect for that role too, just because of his... Speed, obviously, it, it's just, he, he doesn't it's just have to be. The body holds up. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be like an elite kick if he can get the ball from the defensive fifty arc to the forward fifty arc and give it to someone. Mm. Something like some a Wojcinski role, perfect. like yeah. Wojcinski used to do. Yeah, we just get Wojcinski. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> yeah, he's a, he'd be a very valuable player yeah. in this team. I think. Yeah, but I guess a surprise for some. Um, last podcast, I think 
you and I all both thought that Murdoch and Menzel would be getting a one-year extension. Mm-hmm. So, as a surprise for us. Yeah. Um, but we do wish Dan and Murdoch all the best. Yep. At Gold Coast or at Sydney or wherever, wherever they may, they may be, yeah. Yeah. Um Just hopefully don't kick 10 goals against us. When and don't KP. get 30 touches. And- <laughs> yep. <laughs> Positive news, though. AFLW fixtures announced. The recruitments that come with it. Nina Morrison, yes. pick number one. Yep. Olivia Purcell, pick selection 14. A um, number of uh, number of high draft picks there. Demi Taylor, Georgie Clark, Renee Karras, Fogus, Elise Coventry. goes on and on and on. Um, they join the likes of Rocky Cranston, Beck Goring, Kate Darby, Anna Teague, Danielle Orr, um, Sean Higgins' sister. But my issue here is you, you look at the players that we've selected – Okay, well, Nina Morrison, TSC Cup previously, Liv Purcell, Geelong Falcons previously, Denby Taylor, Geelong Falcons, TAC, Georgie Clark, TSA Cup with Greater Western, Renee Karras, Greater Western as well, Victorian Rebels, Bogus, Cats VFL, best and fairest for two years running, mm-hmm. Elise Coventry, Cats VFL as well for two years. And Madeline Carrick as well, the VFL former vice captain at Carlton. Selection towards the locals there? <laughs> yeah, possibly. I mean, if you've got it close to you, you might as well make use of it. Yeah, it's breeding ground of talent yeah. in Geelong. Yeah, Bo- across, just in football uh, across, in general. Yeah, both both codes. It's just, it's it's so good. And we're so lucky to have just such a very well-established team straight off the get-go, especially led by Paul Hood, who mm. is a ex Joey's person as well, mm. former teacher there. And, yeah, he's a, a great person and just seems to really know what he's doing in regards to leading a team or all school boys. <laughs> building, yeah. building uh, you know, an, another decent culture or yeah. trying, to, trying to develop trying to develop something that, that is new, but, you know, there's opportunity for it to develop and grow. It's definitely going to be an interesting first year for the AFL Geelong team. I'm, mm. I'm actually really excited about it, especially that we got that. Definitely, yeah. First kickoff at, yeah. at Collingwood uh, at KP. Uh, Carlton are also playing at Kinney Park as well. We've got three out of our seven matches at KP. We travel interstate three times, with the other one being Western Bulldogs up at Melbourne. So it'd be great to see. It'd be great to get around mm-hmm. the AFLW matches at, at Kinney Park, um, mm-hmm. GMHBA Stadium. I cannot wait for it. It'll be great. Yeah, round one. I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if a rivalry develops between Geelong and Collingwood as it is with the. I just love the, the fact that Collingwood's down back at Kenny yeah. Park now. I haven't yeah. seen that in a while, and <laughs> I guess same for the JLT fixtures with Essendon down in Geelong as yeah. well. Since nineteen ninety three, good clubs. Yeah, but, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, obviously, last JLT, Charlie Constable impressed. He'll definitely get some games. This JLT, Daniel Lowther, obviously, um, is confirmed with us that he is, has impressed in the last month of his VFL form was in, incredible. Um, yep. So he's one that we think will definitely get games at AFL level this season. But the Cats trading picks 59 and 60 for picks 51, that sparked a bit of debate amongst people. Mm. I, I don't have too much of an issue for my, myself. We've got picks 50 and 51. Surely mm. you can then potentially trade down for pick 44 or 50. Yeah. I think, and, and, yeah. We, effect, and we effectively got, uh, got uh, Nathan Kruger for for a, uh, a pick in the high 40s as well. Yeah. He's, he's 
very highly rated. Which which would have he would have gone yeah. earlier than than that. So we did well yeah. to um to nab him. I would think. I, I saw somewhere that he had a picture posing with Andrew McLeod, who was yes yeah, just couldn't He's rate him highly rated. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good uh mm. yeah. If you're going to be rated by anyone, it's good to be rated <laughs> yeah. by. A, Two-time Premiership player yeah. and uh, Nom Smith medalist. Yeah, so, yeah. It's not bad. Just from that little highlight reel that Geelong posted as well. Yeah, the agility of like just mm. a tall player it was it was sort of weird to see. Just like that big, tall, lanky body, and he was like side so mobile. Yeah, midfielders. Yeah, which is yeah, it was it's great. Mm. That's that's probably. Just we'll see if he can. Out. We'll see if he can maintain it. If he, you know, he's going to have to put on some yeah. weight at some point. But um, I I, I would. I would back in the you know the the fitness stuff and so mm. forth to to work with him and, and do it properly so he doesn't lose that. The other relatively tall one that we recruited, Stefan Combor from Ireland, County Kerry. We got in touch with some fan sites there. Um, he's already a young kid, twenty years old. That's a winner. He's, he's won a few medals down in Ireland, but. The interesting point there that we got was how highly they rated Mark O'Connor, I think. Mm, 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 as mm. outlined to be a, who would have been a superstar, according yeah. to one of the pages. So Big loss. I think a, a player that's going to have a standout season, who did play in our last four matches, Mark O'Connor, that elimination final and the three matches before that. Yeah, he actually didn't do too bad in that game. Like I, I'm not the biggest fan of Mark O'Connor, and I really hope you do well. But he had a couple of like one-on-one like mm. victories where I thought, like, oh, this is just going to go Melbourne's way, mm. and then he, and he like marked he it, or, yeah, at least half the yeah. half the contest, yeah, and he actually did really well, and it was very promising. Yeah. And the fact I think he got re-signed for an extra year recently as well, so they're obviously you know rating showing him. a little bit of faith, yeah. And I yeah. and I hope he does get more games if he's going to continue that you know encouraging form. Yeah, and exactly, I did. I yeah. saw the uh, I saw the video of of Stefan, and um, mm. that was that just looked like something else. So. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of uh, just looks very charismatic and you know very confident and willing to take the game on and doing a couple of the solos I saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not across that so much, but um, very, very agile, very talented for his for his size. So I'm sure he'll be able to translate it over into the AFL. It's sort of like the perfect game to play to then come into the AFL. Just that running mm. game and that that ability to sidestep or be mobile. I mean, it. I'm not going to say it's easy to adapt to AFL, but it just seems like, yeah, it's like the perfect mould of a player to get from another sport. Well, he, yeah. he stated himself, I think, that he, he called it a left foot snap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, uh, it's similar to, to Gaelic yeah. kicking the ball. But yeah. In, at the, the GA leagues, he, he did play in the midfield. And from what we've gathered from the fans that we've been correspondence with that he had crack in midfield but they rate him better as fullback i'm not sure how that converts into mm. afl i mean when you got a 190 centimeter body with you and raw talent 20 years old that is agile in the combined i think he ranked in was it top 10 for 20 meter sprint and top 10 also for the agility test yeah. and his kicking was also Pretty decent as well. Yeah. I think 20, 22 out of thirty in the kicking test, so you know, not too bad. Yeah, so it's hard to, I guess, weigh up where his position's going to match. <laughs> Forward line, defence. I'm not sure. But the, I mean, the nature of the game nowadays is, you know, multiple players need to be able to play multiple positions. Yeah, that's so, it. 
wouldn't be the worst thing to put him on like a half back as well and just let him run. Yeah, mm-hmm. him, him and Rowan on the other half back and just let him run. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of open space. Go. go I was always a massive advocate of Murdoch being played off half back, and I just felt like he didn't mm, get get enough chance there. Yeah, because yeah. he just had that like elite speed, and mm. I know you know at stages he played it, and you know he'd get tackled or he'd make the wrong decision. But I felt like if we persisted, and maybe if Gold Coast persisted with that, mm. that would be like his best role especially being a left footer and having a pretty good kick mm. yeah I, I was a big big advocate for that so i i generally agree there but mm. i'd also like to have seen him um get an extended run in the forward line exclusively yeah. as a forward yeah. you know defensive pressure would have he, been he was a tackler yeah, yeah. He, he could well have been I, I distinctly remember i brought it up in previous episodes a, a hawthorne game early in his career when he, <laughs> he basically won the game on yeah. his own boot for us yeah um we threw him forward. He had the size, but he also had the speed, so they yeah. couldn't match up on him. Especially that last one where he just like ran onto it, ran past. I think yeah. two Hawthorne defenders, and, and he snapped it, snapped and it. rolling yeah. and falling over. And, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that was good. It was Nick Davis esque. Yeah. The, the goal <laughs> of his life. I think that, that name does not. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't bode well here. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to continue after that. To be honest, I'll just let myself out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Memories. Um, not good memories. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned the word advocate there. Yes. Brings in a new segment. Devil's advocate. So, essentially, I want to spark a bit more debate here. I want to get a bit oh, more gosh. of a battle, a bit more of a Josh battle between any boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to rifle off a few, few statements, a few contentious topics, issues that fans have been questioning or debating or some that they haven't been and maybe we'll, we'll throw up there. So, we'll, we'll rifle it off. Devil's Advocate, I'll propose a statement. Within one minute, I want your opinions on this. Three, two, one, go. Geelong need to pick up a former player that's just been delisted, e.g. Jared Waite or Josh Green. Jared Waite, forward line, half forward, pick up the weight when Sav isn't there, or Josh Green, a bit more forward pressure and pace. Uh, no, we've got small forwards coming out the wazoo. And Asava Vatagalia. No, uh, <laughs> essentially the same. And we have yes, and uh, Wiley Buzzer, Big Sav, Nathan Kruger. Kruger. I'm just going to stop the, t- the yeah. stop the time watch there because I think we're all in agreement yeah. with that one. Yeah. To be honest, that was, <laughs> I mean that's know, a pretty easy one to be. It, it is, you know, it's a viable question to ask. I mean, there are there's certainly talent around that has been delisted. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I think we're pretty good in those stakes, especially especially small forward. <laughs> I'm just willing to stick with the the list that we have and try and develop it organically if we can through the draft. Mm. Now that we've done our trading, the next one we have steered clear from talk regarding this certain player in the whole saga that's planned out over the last, ooh, I guess, six seven months now. However, stopwatch on. Geelong should have accepted West Coast offer. Two second rounders and a future second rounder. Tim Cowie, jeez. Uh, two first rounders and a future second rounder. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty split on that. I'm pretty 50-50. I think I'm happy that he stayed now, but I would have been just as happy if he went. Um, I think Freo would probably would have been the better offer for, for us to take, but obviously Tim didn't want it. I think the Fremantle offer would have been 
the better one to take and I'm happy that Wells stood his ground, yeah. yet I still don't want to see the team... Well, I don't want to see this impacting the team long term, but I do feel like the the right call was made and I'll back the, the uh, team in to recruit well. So I guess in Wells we trust. Yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's true. As every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the upcoming draft. So... Yeah. <laughs> Well said, boys. Should we have a break? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, no worries, man. Get in love! 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 The trade period's finished now, and we do have an extended panel since we last recorded. Jake, board. Six players delisted. Murdoch and Menzel makes it eight. Three traded away, the hyphen Gold Coast, Thurlow to Sydney, and McCarthy to Brisbane. We've kept TK. So that's 11 AFL-listed players gone. We've added Luke Dowhouse for absolute peanuts. Gay Rowan for pick 61, which is a great deal, mm-hmm. I think. Nathan Kruger with the priority pick. Stefan Combor, a bit the same. So we've lost 11 players. We've added four. Seven spots to fill in the draft, or the rookie draft. We go down that end. We won't really speculate regarding pick 12 because who knows what yeah. Stephen Wells will we'll do. <laughs> he could pull out anything. Yeah, rub yeah. it out of the hat from series. Um, but I guess what type of player are we looking for? Could we identify, would we want a Ruckman, a, a general, just a gun, a, a mobile gun that could be developed in towards any position or a tall forwards? Or can we generalise a position here that we're looking at? Is this at pick 12? Yeah. Uh, generally, I would think, you know, you within your first 15 picks, it's usually best available. Yeah. Unless you're absolutely desperate for a particular type of player. I would say Ruckman is the, the one position that most people are mm. pretty adamant about, you know, developing a, a young Ruckman, because we don't know how long someone like uh, Ryan Abbott will be around. Yeah. Um, although we do really appreciate his um, his endeavour, mm. and we like the way he plays, and he plays with the right attitude, attitude. Yeah. Um, and the right intent, and you know, yeah. he's not scared to get. I mean, he's not a kid. No, he's, he's a young he's, man, he's so he's a, yeah, he yeah, has he's, a crack. Yeah, he's going to have yeah. a crack exactly. He took it up to Max Gorn. 15 Absolutely. to 14 yeah. head outs at half time. Yeah. And, and Toby Nan Curvis on the boundary. Yeah. 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 And he, act, he actually had a really good game against Jared Witz as well when he played Gold Coast. Because mm-hmm. Witz isn't a slave. I, I didn't realize how tall Witz was. He's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. And like, like big as well. He's one of, yeah. and he's been one of Gold Coast's best acquisitions yeah. of recent season. Yeah. Mm. Back to the question at hand. I would say, yeah, the, the, the Ruckman, but if not, if a Ruckman, High quality ruckman isn't available at pick twelve. It has to be best available. Yeah, mm. I, I would think I would like to see like a like a like a general gun, like mm. a midfielder who can go forward. That's like you like you know your Brownlow type player. Yeah, and Ollie was saying before we'd like to see the next captain of Geelong, and we'd a, like to a see a long term player. Yeah, a long term yeah. player who can start. Yeah, like we can build the club around. Mm. You know what I mean? Patrick yeah. Patrick Cripps, basically. Like yeah, that sort of level of player who's like. Comes straight or another Joel Selwood comes straight in, just has that immediate leadership impact Mm. as well as 
on-field impact. Yeah. Because there's a lot, like, we haven't had high draft picks for a while, so that's why we don't have these, like, mm. absolute, absolute gun young kids. We've got really good young kids, but we don't have these, like, top 10 draft picks. Mm. And, like, hopefully Cup 2 can get on the path because he's been our closest to that yeah. for a while, and he looks like he's going to be that. He just needs to stay out there. <laughs> Would be good. So, our last first rounder was 2014 at Cockatoo pick number 10. Yeah. I guess the hope for this season is just for him to stay fit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I reckon he's like, the, honestly, like the key to a year or, or, or at least like a final series. He's a barometer. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And and he, if if he plays, and well, if and when he plays, he plays just like a man possessed. Yeah. Mm. There's just so much intensity in, in, in the tackling, in his intent, speed, explosiveness, yet the nature of his injury, it does yeah. impact <laughs> that, upon those direct yeah. attributes. So it Definitely, and we've seen that with Lincoln McCarthy. We've seen that with a few of the guys that have been delisted, Corey Gregson, just some hampering in- injuries with a hamstring. McCarthy. Or, yeah. Just that foot issue as well. Just uh, yeah. Wouldn't go away. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing with Cockatoo is like, we've never actually really seen his like 100%. His potential, but ev- everyone yeah, knows it's, it's there. Mm. You can see it's there. It, like that goal against Freo that he kicked where he mm. ran down that wing and yeah. had that pocket yeah. goal. That's that's his game stuff. That's his play. Mm. And like, we're just waiting for it. Once it comes out, we'll be fine. And like like you said, he's the barometer. But we just need him to, as with any injuries, just like stay, stay well and we'll be right. Yeah. And you hear Nigel Lappin talk about his ability when yeah. he first came to the club that he had the most talent he's yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And even Danger and, and current players talking about his ability. Yeah. He just needs to stay fit. <laughs> Hopefully a season without mm. injuries yeah. altogether. Or all your all your fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Going forward, I guess, apart from pick twenty one, currently there is live trading, so Pick 50 and pick 51 may be traded for a higher pick, yeah. but right now we sit with pick 12, pick 50, pick 51, and then into the 70s from there. Pick 50, 51, we assume we'll use that to get father, son, Oscar Brownless. Don't know the, the Brownless, never heard of that name before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparent, apparent, Some uh, media figure. Apparent royalty in Geelong or like Monarch or something. Never heard of him. King no. or something, King really? John. No. <laughs> I thought that was Cameron Ling after yeah, the, right. the granny. Well, he's, he's, he's the, he's the, he's the sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the next rung down. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of rungs down from, from royalty. But, um, <laughs> the good thing with Oscar, though, is like we're not just picking him up because of his name. If you've seen mm. his highlights and if you're listening to this, you probably have. But he's like actually a gun mm. and probably not a forward like his dad, but like a half forward, maybe midfield. There's a goal he kicked in that banana, T- yeah, that TAC Cup mm. game. I think great, just get him. <laughs> he looks, mm. he looks sick, and just looks uh, mobile, and just has that that brownness flair as well, which is good. <laughs> Talk about your your next, I guess, want for a player for, for the the cats to come through. That yeah. young player, long term yeah. to represent the cats, John Joel Selwood esque. Yeah, mm. Oscar Brownless, John Falcons co captain. Mm-hmm. Some leadership um, qualities there. I hate putting, I guess, the, so much pressure, up, yeah. so much pressure on young players because it's almost setting them up to fail. fail they, yeah. If you do hype, you know, media attention towards the next best thing, the next 
Jacob Wiedering or the next, you know, what is it now, Jack Lacocious or yeah. Sam Walsh. Or, but having said that, I guess there is that potential. Yeah, I mean, um, but the thing is, uh, if you get drafted, any player has potential. Ultimately, like mm. if you end up on an AFL list and you work hard enough, you're there for a reason. Yeah, you know, you're, you can you're do there anything. for a, you don't just fluke getting drafted. No. I would think, and um, a lot of the players once they're drafted, they just say my draft selection was just a number. Yeah, I'm just there in the door. I'm part, so yeah, I got yeah. my foot in the door. I'm yeah. part of the part of the club now. I'm with the boys. Mm. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work hard, and I'm gonna give it a crack. And some of them make it, some of them don't. Usually, the ones that deserve to make it will. The other one that looks likely to be picked up by the Cats through the Next Gen Academy is Blake Schlensog. Wow, that's through the, the Next Gen Academy. Um, I'll try to do a bit of a Les Murray when we actually hear how that is pronounced and actually get the <laughs> the right pronouncement of that name. Schlensog. Exact pronunciation would be... Uh, it's going to be a commentator's nightmare, that one. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, so I'm not sure where he'll fit in terms of draft picks, but given live trading is... He looked pretty dynamic and athletic. and mm, The and worst part of the trade period was losing Holland Smith to Gold Coast and miss, missing his Mad Monday get-ups. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that... He, he did come to Mad Monday. I think it was three hours late, but he yeah. did come eventually. I can't remember he came, he, came as, as. Uh, he came as a member of the Brady Bunch. He did. Right. Yeah, he did. That, that so... Allen one was ridiculous. Yeah, it's, uh, even just very the, accurate. Even just the way he like crossed his leg and posed for that photo, that was ridiculous. That oh, was yeah, great. The, the sound of music. Yeah. Oh, good on, that's, good that's on you, George. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff we were talking about. That's the stuff we've talked about in previous episodes. He's great for the team morale and there's an element of professionalism, but he also knows how to have fun and, and, and enjoy himself. And yeah. that's really going to help a team like uh, Gold Coast that Absolutely. wants to develop yeah. a, a good culture. Yeah. Any of the, the VFL players, any of the VFL kids, would you consider drafting through our picks? Keras, Atkins, the likes of the, the Fab Four in the, in the midfield that have been talked about this year. Atkins has, Atkins, has yes. to be in consideration. <laughs> he's, be, like, he's perfect. He's like just age. Tackling machine. Body-wise, like perfect. Just getting in. Be, uh, turning uh, 24 he, next even, season. That's, yeah. like, he's like ready. Like it's Tim Kelly again, but with more muscle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's that's. Is it? I hope I hope that he doesn't get picked up by someone yeah, else. I hope Geelong jump on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's 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 right under our nose. If yeah. we don't, VFL captain. Yeah. 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 He'll be noted. Like and yeah. like his year before last was good, but this year like he's definitely been picked up mm. like, and noticed more by especially on the VFL coverage. Mm-hmm. I was saying just how like consistent he is and best and fairest again. Absolutely. Again. Was, yeah. yeah. So that just continues yeah. it. Yeah. I'm worried now that someone else is going to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just about does it for us until Stephen Wells again. Wells is magic. Yeah. We see yeah. what we find. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We'll, just, uh, we'll see what happens at the draft. Until November 22nd. Yeah. Hope for the best. And in Wells, we trust, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. As, <laughs> as always. So, um, and, and whoever we pick up, we'll... You know, we'll put our support behind them. Anyone that gets selected and pulls on the, the blue and white hoops is uh, definitely a um, worthy of uh, of respect and being um, welcomed straight away. Yeah, yeah, they'll be welcomed straight away. So, um, looking forward to who we who we pick up. 
Exactly. We've just picked up uh, Jake Langanek Photography. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it's any more additions to the yeah. draft. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we, we've drafted in the high, high, uh, high drafting. Priority yeah. pick, yeah. Bit of, uh, bit of talent with the, uh, with the camera lens, this one. Yeah, so, well, I'm glad you guys have enjoyed my photos during the year. Um, I've definitely just started as a hobby and yeah, now it's sort of, well, I can't sell any of my pictures because I'm not an official AFL photographer, but that's my goal one day to get picked up. But you guys are my outlet right now, so definitely we yeah. love having you. It's yeah. a shame that you don't have any qualities for podcast apart. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> especially after after I brought up Nick Davis. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'll be here next week. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. delisted <laughs> after one appearance. It's been a pleasure, boys. Yeah, oh, no Jake, worries. thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All the best. Go Cats.